Welcome to Manifest the Big Stuff. Thank you for joining me as I manifest my most important desires in real time with you. I'm Greg Kuhn, the Law of Attraction science guy and author of the Why Quantum Physicist book series. Sharing this journey with you through time and space, I am here to show and tell how you can manifest the big stuff the more you apply yourself to how our universe really works. Welcome to Episode 3 of Season 1 of Manifest the Big Stuff. In Episode 1, we talked about the science of manifesting. In Episode 2, we talked about how you manifest. And we're going to wrap up Season 1 today by talking about how to change what you manifest by changing your beliefs. So how to change your beliefs when your reality becomes too painful. My plan today, I want to start by giving you some very important ways to think about things differently. All of them very important for changing your beliefs. And then I want to share with you three street-level techniques that I use to change my beliefs, to grow my beliefs into alignment with my desires during some of my most painful experiences of reality. To begin, I'd like you to imagine that I'm inside a room with a box, and inside that box is a quantum particle. And you, you are just outside the door of that room. Until I open that box and observe the particle, what's inside the box is in superposition, meaning it is inhabiting all possible positions at once at the same time. When I open the box, I, the consciousness-possessing time-space event, I collapse all those various infinite possibilities into one unique reality that I experience. I manifest that particle in my reality. It becomes a definitive time-space event. That is my reality, and that is what's happening inside that room. On the other side of the door, however, where you are, in your reality, not only is the particle still in superposition, but I'm in superposition. Our realities, occurring simultaneously, are in direct conflict. There is no objective reality. All reality is manifest by each individual. And each reality will reflect each individual's beliefs. You may not like it. You may not be happy about it. I know I'm not. But you know that some parts of reality are going to be painful. They're going to be undesirable. You're going to say goodbye to people. You're going to experience death. You know that these things are part of life. But there are parts of your reality right now which are much more painful, much more undesirable than they need to be. Maybe even more than they should be, because a lot of times the level of your desire and all the things you've done in the past to manifest that desire leave a very logical expectation that you deserve those experiences. And in fact, you do. Working with your beliefs is a lot like coaching a wild bunny to come up out of the woods 
up to your back porch and take a carrot. You know that you need to be patient. You know that you need to instill confidence with honesty and integrity. You don't make sudden movements. And you know that you need to coax it along slowly. There's no way that bunny is going to run right up to the porch. It doesn't matter how big or juicy the carrot is. What I want to talk to you about next are some foundational ideas for changing your beliefs. I would call these ideas essential. They're essential to me. They form the foundation for everything that I do to change my beliefs. And then I'll share with you three specific examples, three specific techniques that I employ based on these ideas. First, completely depersonalize your failures. Depersonalize your inability to get things right in this area of your life or to correct the situation. These are painful areas of your life. But you can depersonalize and you should depersonalize your failures because you are not your beliefs. As we change beliefs, you're not changing who you are. You're changing part of the physical apparatus that forms yourself. And when it comes to your beliefs, you didn't select them. Those entities which shared those beliefs with you, most of the time, they had the best of intentions. They were limited at all times, however, by what they knew and what they themselves were taught. You are not your beliefs. Secondly, feelings are messages. Feelings have one role. They tell you how capable or incapable your beliefs are at manifesting the reality that you truly desire. Now, when you're having intense, painful feelings because your father has just died, those feelings are telling you that your beliefs are incapable of experiencing the reality that you truly desire. But that's not necessarily a reality that we can change. It's still useful to explore our beliefs in those situations as well. But understand that feelings are not the source of manifestations. They don't cause or create manifestations. Having painful feelings, that does not perpetuate what you are manifesting. It is merely information letting you know that your beliefs are incapable of manifesting the reality you truly desire. Likewise, feeling the feelings that you want the reality to provide to you but isn't will not make that reality manifest for you, not consistently, and it will never change your beliefs. Number three, there's no pressure to get it right. You are afforded opportunity to manifest the reality you desire each moment of your life. Life is like an old-fashioned flipbook with a photograph on each page, and when you quickly flip through the pages, you can watch a little movie provided by slight changes in the photographs. Life is lived on each page. Obviously, we don't know how many pages we're given, 
but each page is an opportunity to be fully yourself. Number four, science gives you a fantastic model for a lifestyle of growing your beliefs into alignment with your desires. Science uses empirical data or evidence to form hypotheses. Then scientists test those hypotheses, which provides them with more empirical data, more evidence. And often or usually, that empirical data is of higher value, from which scientists create stronger hypotheses. You will use empirical data. You will use evidence. Your reality and the feelings that it summons from you. You will use that evidence to form hypothesis about yourself, about how you can manifest a different reality based on the evidence. And you will test these hypotheses in your life. You will see how they affect what you manifest. And you will be provided with more empirical data, more evidence from your reality and the feelings that it summons. And from that stronger empirical data, you will form stronger hypotheses. And all you have to do is rinse and repeat. Okay, now, three techniques to put those principles into action, to utilize what we know about how the universe really functions and how we function within it. Now, I'm talking about parts of your reality that get ugly, that continually fail to meet your expectations and maybe the expectations of others too, and parts of your reality where it really matters to you. I don't use these techniques in trivial ways, yet I have never found them to lead me astray. I use them every day, and I'd like to start by telling you about a technique I call Satisfy Your Critics. First of all, if your critics are correct, and you must honestly assess yourself, if they're correct, take heart. Remember, as long as they're complaining to you, you're still part of the solution. And if you know they're correct, meet their expectations. Now, if your critics are wrong, though, ask your critic how you can satisfy them. And if they don't ask you to do anything illegal, immoral, unethical, or wildly impractical, meet their expectations. Remember, this is an area of your reality that really matters to you. It helps to, however is appropriate, share those expectations publicly so others can know that not only are you trying to meet them, but the expectation of solving the problem by meeting them is public knowledge as well. When you employ this technique, you will eventually either solve the issue or you will call your critics out as frauds. The second technique is something I call find your coach. Remember, this is, of course, a part of your reality that really matters to you. It's painful, and you are not manifesting it as you truly desire. Find someone you trust who also knows what they're talking about. That second part is really important. Tell them all about the reality you desire to manifest. 
You don't necessarily have to even use the word manifest. And then tell them what you are doing to manifest it. Be honest with them and then listen to their feedback. Listen to learn. Don't defend anything you are or are not doing. Learn and adjust. This is somebody who you trust and someone who knows what they're talking about. Adjust your practices. Adjust what you're doing to manifest the desires that you have based on their feedback. And then repeat each month. The third technique is something I call satisfy your inner critic. When your reality becomes really painful and dissatisfying, times when you are angry, disappointed, afraid, other painful feelings, ask yourself, in addition to any immediate action you need to take, if you need to protect yourself or provide for the safety of yourself or others, also ask yourself, What am I afraid that this, whatever this is that's going wrong in your material reality, what am I afraid that this might mean about me, that I don't want it to mean about me? Be completely honest with yourself. You can keep this private. Get to an answer that doesn't include anybody else or anything else. Get to an answer that only speaks to what you are personally afraid that this might mean about you. That you're not capable, that you're not deserving, that you're not worthy. Answer that question honestly. This doesn't mean that there aren't people, places, things, and even ideas that bear responsibility for your painful reality. But answering this question for yourself and doing what it takes to ensure that you are not that which you're worried you might be. That's the key. Doing those two things will always help you form the best boundaries, will help you protect yourself in the best ways, and will help you hold others accountable if necessary. I hope you enjoy practicing those techniques. I make a habit to practice them every day. In fact, when I manifest painful experiences of reality, that's now a signal for me to turn to techniques like those. I employ them because they work. What I've learned is they do not guarantee that I will experience the ultimate fruition of the reality that I desire. They don't guarantee any level of success. But what they do guarantee is a pathway to whatever potential exists in any experience of material reality. However much success, joy, love, connection, intimacy, fulfillment, wealth, health, fitness exists in potential in any material experience, this is the pathway to unleash it. Before we go anywhere, I want to leave you with a specific quantum tip, a simple way of reframing something familiar that you can use right now. Before I share that with you, I want to propose that if I desired to have the most full, luxurious beard and mustache 
that a great way to manifest that desire is to take a Sharpie, walk into my bathroom, turn on the lights, stand still in front of the mirror, and then reach out and on the mirror, draw a beard and mustache that fits my face perfectly in the reflection. I'll take great care and I'll draw the coolest looking beard and mustache I can imagine. And then I've manifested a beard and mustache. All I have to do is stand in that one spot in front of the mirror. As ridiculous as that sounds, when we don't focus on changing our beliefs, when we don't focus on raising our beliefs into alignment with our desires, that is invariably and inevitably what we wind up doing. You don't have to manifest a more pleasing reality in that way. You don't have to draw on the mirror. You can focus on changing your beliefs. While it's true that it takes effort to change your beliefs, it's actually a lot less effort than it takes to make sure that you stand in exactly the right spot and keep perfectly still in front of the mirror to experience your desires. And now, the quantum tip, a simple takeaway that you can use right now. I'm going to offer you a tip to reframe the role that pain can have in your life. The next time you experience pain, the next time you experience a painful or displeasing material reality, respond to it with simple gratitude. Say, thank you, pain. Thank you for reminding me that I have beliefs that are not capable of manifesting the reality that I desire in this situation. Although I'm not happy about what I'm experiencing, and certainly I want it to change, thank you for reminding me that the change I seek is at the level of my beliefs. Thank you for reminding me to refocus on using tools based on quantum physics, how the universe really works, and what we know about how we function best within it. Thank you for reminding me to refocus. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Manifest the Big Stuff as much as I've enjoyed sharing it with you. If so, please tell a friend about Manifest the Big Stuff. And please make sure you follow my podcast so you don't miss another episode. If you'd like to reach out and say hello or make any inquiries, visit my website, whyquantumphysicists.com. I'd love to hear from you. And in the meantime, I look forward to spending some more time with you again very soon.